Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hey, y'all. I hope the audio quality is okay. I'm sitting in a hotel room in Chicago for a conference, and I did not want to travel with my big old microphone and headphones and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just recording with a webcam. And if you hear sirens and horns and stuff in the background, then just ignore it. All right, so today's podcast is on one of my favorite subjects, serendipity. I read a book a few years ago called The Power of Coincidence. And I was blown away by the stuff in that book. So highly recommend it if you're interested in this kind of thing. Um, another thing was reading The Alchemist years ago. Paulo, Paulo Coelho said, when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. And this doesn't mean you don't have to do the work. So that's the second piece of this. So yes, you can throw things out to the universe and you can look for serendipity in your life, but you also have to do the work. So I was, I saw an example of this just now when I was riding the L train from the airport to the hotel. So everything was peaceful, calm. Most of us on this train had our luggage with us. And I see this guy um, opening the door of the train in front of me. And then he opened the door to my train. And it felt like a movie, you know, where <laughs> this kind of, it, anyway, it's probably making a generalization, but he, he kind of looked like he might be drunk or a little on something. You know, he was walking wobbly and I could hear him muttering to himself. And I was thinking, oh no, here we go. So anyway, I didn't make eye contact. He sat about six rows behind me and started shouting, like shouting at the top of his lungs, angry shouting about um, just getting out of jail and being on crack. And and his voice just had this rage in it um, because he, I can put up with crazy people. I mean, I can not to call people crazy, but I can put up with people who, you know, have personality disorders or hear voices. But he sounded really angry. So uh, we got to the next stop and I sat on there. I texted my husband <laughs> just in case something happened. They'd be able to document um, where things went wrong. And then I got up. I mean, then I watched everybody on the train and people are starting to sort of look up over their phones, look up and then look back down. So he won't see them looking at him. And about six people got up mostly women, mom, kids, and they all like got off at this stop. And I was thinking, oh, I should have gotten off on that stop. 
but the train had already started moving again. So at the next stop, I got up and got off, even though it was not the stop I needed. And I immediately felt better. I felt like my intuition had been telling me, like, look, this is not smart to stay seated so close to this guy who's really upset. Um, so anyway, I got off, stood there. It was another 10 minutes before the next next train came. And as soon as my train pulled off, I heard this, the most beautiful acapella voice singing um, like an old church hymn. And she had a gorgeous voice and it's, you know, echoing through the um, subway station. And I was thinking, all right, this was a sign. <laughs> this was a sign that, yes, I was supposed to get off. I don't know how y'all feel about that. Maybe it was completely unrelated and maybe the lady singing the church hymn was also on some medicines or off her medicines. All right. But anyway, I was also talking to, I had two podcast interviews yesterday and both women mentioned these um, serendipitous events. And if you'll talk to people who are kind of on their path and accomplishing things and taking steps you'll hear them say that things just sort of fell into place once they took that first step. And that's exactly what both of these ladies said. One of them um, told me about how she decided to move her family to another country. And once she made that decision, she said things just started happening. You know, they found the perfect rental house that just happened to be available. And it normally does not happen that way. It's very hard to find um, rental houses in this um, particular city, especially during COVID. And she also told about the school working out and her husband happened to find a job right before they moved. And what else? Um, oh, she decided she wanted to go back to school. And it just so happened that the city where they were moving had an amazing program, the perfect fit for her. And I think she even used the word magic. She said like, you know, things just seem to magically fall into place. But she was also quick to say, you know, I'm not more privileged. You know, I recognize that I'm privileged in a lot of ways because we can um, take steps to find a rental house or move to another country. But she also pointed out that you have to do the work. So when her friends would say, oh, I know somebody who lives there. My old college roommate lives there. She would ask for their number and then she would follow up and contact them. Or she would go to places where she thought she might meet new people. She joined online groups for that particular place so that she could meet new people. So you also have to do the work. You can't just expect the universe to serve it up on a silver platter. Um, the second lady I interviewed told me about she was not a writer, as far as I know, and had never written a book, had no plans to write a book. But during COVID, she was um, filled with all these ideas and she's putting giant sticky notes. Y'all know those big white sheets of paper that you can stick on the wall. So she was putting all these ideas on her walls and she said to her, I think it was her friend or her, her daughter, um, if I were ever going to write a book, I would want it to follow the format of this um, particular author. And so she said not too much later on Facebook, she saw that the editor for that author had posted, "If have you thought about writing a book? If so, you know, join this workshop or this class. 
And she said it just felt like it was lining up and meant to be. So she did contact that editor and she did end up, um, she's almost done with her book. So think of sometimes in your life when things have just seemed to go completely wrong. Everything, one thing right after another just fell apart. And then contrast that with times when everything seemed to just go your way. You met the right people, they happened to have an opening in the program you wanted to get in, or you happened to find a house just when it went on the market. So how do you like make these things happen? Well, first of all, as much as I would like to make them happen, you can't, you can't make them happen. You have to first figure out what it is you feel pulled towards. Like you have to sort of get right with yourself. And you could call that God or your inner self or the universe, but you have to sort of align. You can't just do it your way. Um, years ago, I thought I wanted to be a um, court-appointed special advocate for kids. I have no idea why I thought I wanted to do that, but I did. And so I went to an information training that lasted hours and I was talking to somebody about it later, a very wise person. And she said, Hope, you got to be careful. All these nets that you're throwing out to the universe, have you spent time getting quiet to really think about what God wants for your life? And I was like, no, but it just seems like it would be a good idea and blah, 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 blah. And I, she was like, no, you have to spend time discerning this. And so what I mean by discerning that, whether you believe in God or not, you have to get quiet and you have to listen to what your inner guidance system is pointing you towards. And I've talked about this over and over, the get quiet part. If you're not getting quiet at least once a day for 10 or 20 minutes, then you're missing out because this is a major way you can get answers or assurances about things. It won't come right away, but over time, you'll start to feel this um, peace or you'll start to feel like a definite doubt or no when you don't need to move forward with something. So that's like a secret superpower meditation. Um, if you're not into meditation, then strongly encourage you to read Julia Cameron's book, The Artist Way, even if you're not an artist. This book gives you ways to tap into that inner guidance system. And she uses this method called the morning pages, where you write um, three pages of longhand every morning. Now, that's a lot, but you really will unearth stuff that has been buried inside of you. And you'll come up with answers to questions you've been struggling with. If you don't feel like reading the whole book, do yourself a favor and at least Google it. You can find like cheat sheets on how to do it. Um, a few years ago... I wrote down, I think I was doing the morning pages, and I wrote down that I felt pulled to do public speaking. And this is not something that I saw coming. So it definitely came from a deeper part of me. Because um, I turn red, y'all. I mean, I get like hives. People, at when I got up at the end of PA school and gave my, I don't know, it wasn't a thesis, it was some report. People in the class were like, are you okay? Like you have a rash, you are broken out all over and um, my face gets so hot. And anyway, that was not something that I thought I wanted to do. But here I am giving 
podcast talks and sort of working my way towards public speaking. Um, let's see. So journaling, getting quiet. Um, ask yourself the hard questions like what do you feel pulled towards? And when you think of this thing, like for me, it was public speaking right before your brain kicks in with all the buts and all the reasons why it won't work and why it's not a good idea. Just use that split second when you think about that thing to see how it makes you feel. And if you feel a sense of like this kind of tingly, nervous excitement, that's a good sign that you're on the right path. The other question I want you to ask yourself is, what would happen if you opened yourself up to possibility? If you just opened yourself up to possibility that this thing might somehow work out. Now you'll notice the very next thought is probably resistance. And I want you to write down or name the resistance you feel. It might be that you're too old, it's too complicated, it costs money, or it'll just never happen. These are your limiting beliefs, and they usually stem from childhood. Um, if you haven't seen a therapist before, it is time. Y'all, it's 2021. I feel like everybody should have a therapist. All right, so often, so often we convince ourselves that things won't work out, and we don't even consider the possibility that things might go in our favor in a way that we hadn't previously imagined. Um, a few years ago, when I was stuck in a job where I was burned out and miserable, I felt hopeless. I convinced myself there was no answer. I'd written every possible scenario out on paper in my journal. I'd thought each scenario through, and I thought my choices were A, B, or C. And I didn't like how any of those ended. So I chose to stay stuck. And one day, I couldn't take it anymore. And I just said, okay, God, I give up. I cannot stay here anymore. I'll leave if you tell me to. And that weekend, my friend was having a baby shower. And I, I'm honest, I did not want to go. Sorry, Amanda. I didn't want to go, not because I don't love Amanda, but because I was just treating myself like a victim. I was feeling sorry for myself. I thought there was no answer. I knew there were going to be other um, physician assistants there. And I just, I didn't want to hear um, them talk about how great their jobs were, <laughs> frankly. But I'm glad I went. So I put on a dress, I put on heels, I wore my pearls, and I went. And I'm so glad I did because that changed everything. Within a few minutes of sitting down, um, one of the physician assistants turned to me and said, hey, are you looking for another job? And I probably hesitated a split second before saying yes, but there are no options. I have a non-compete and I can't, can't leave. And so she said, well, have you thought about working at a satellite office? We have satellite offices. And I said, well, you know, long pause because I had thought about it, but I didn't want to drive to work for an hour or anything like that. But we brainstormed it and figured it out. And within, it must have been a month, I'd put in my notice. And it just never would have happened if I hadn't made myself go to that baby shower. Or maybe it would have happened, but maybe it would have taken a few more months. Um, so if you knew 
fear weren't a factor, what steps would you take? If you knew you couldn't fail, how would that change your next step? If money or age weren't a factor, what would you do differently? So if I'd asked myself that question when I was at that job, if money weren't a factor, I would have quit and saved myself, you know, a year or two of heartache and misery. Um, if you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that things would work out in your favor in the most marvelous way, and that all you had to do was simply listen to the urges and the pulls that you felt, who would you call or email or reach out to? Would you take that scary step in a new direction and meet new people? So I have this hang up about meeting new people, but it almost always turns out for the best. I think I'm an introvert. Um, but like one example was Amy that I interviewed on episode two. When they first moved to town, my sister-in-law met her in a park and said, I met this new girl. She and her husband just moved to town and she's looking for friends <laughs> and you should totally meet her. And I don't normally do this, but something told me to reach out and invite them over for supper. And as soon as I invited them, I regretted it. And I was like, what are we going to talk about? I don't even know them. Um, so I called my sister and I said, will you please be our buffers? Like meaning if, if it's really awkward, at least we'll have more people there. So it won't be like total silence. Um, so she agreed to come over. So I cooked and had the, had Amy and her husband over and they're still some of our best friends to this day. So a lot of times you just have to take that step forward and trust that things will fall into place. Um, that's how I met my husband. I didn't want to go out. We were in college and I like to go to bed early and I like to get up early, even back then, maybe not at 830, but I probably would have been in bed by 10. And my roommates were going to this bar called the Boar's Head and they encouraged me to go and begged and guilted me into it. So I went and that night on the staircase, like I was going upstairs, he was coming downstairs. Um, I met my husband and <laughs> I think we probably would have met at some point living in the same university town, but going out that night allowed things to, allowed things to happen. Um, yeah, those are a few examples I can think of. If you've had some cool serendipitous events in your life, I'd love to hear about them. So shoot me a DM. And if you're thinking, well, I would love to put all this in place and like I would love to learn how to meditate or I'd love to learn how to journal in a way that I'll start coming up with answers to my questions. Um, shoot me a DM. I would love to chat with y'all. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank y'all for listening.